0: Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast.
0: I'm one of your hosts, Andrea mejia Madriz, and I'm a part of the Artist Marketing and Partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. And like I do every week, I have my wonderful co-host with me here today, Dave Arcade.
2: Thanks, Andrea. I'm Dave Arcade, an artist on the Closer and Closer roster, but enough about me because it is my pleasure to introduce today's guest. He is a freelance illustrator and his artwork looks to combine a digital approach with a handmade feel aiming for a modern look with a retro twist. His work ranges from character design and backgrounds for animated commercials, to editorial design, book covers, and ad work. Stockholm, Sweden, it is my pleasure to introduce Gustav Jelmash. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Welcome, man.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Of course. I'm so excited that we finally have you on. It's crazy to me that like, sometimes I look at the list of the artists on the roster, and I'm like, how have we not had... So-and-so on yet, because, you know, there's just so many of you, and I this you were one of the people that I was like, I kept putting it in my notes, like, schedule him for the podcast, and then just, you know, losing whatever note sheet it was that I was taking that on. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have you. Well, I'm too. Awesome. Well, just to start off, again, the most basic question you could kind of ever get, but I realized that I don't really know much about, like, your creative history or, like, how you got to where you are today. And I'm sure the listeners don't either, because they obviously don't get as much time with you as I do. Um, So, could you tell us just a little bit about your creative journey and how you kind of landed in freelance illustration?
1: Well, um, I'm like I'm born and raised in a town called Uppsala, uh, like north of Stockholm. It's um, it's a university town. It it boasts Uh, like the oldest uh, university in Scandinavia. So it's a very uh, the town is very sort of uh, the university has its shadow looms over mm-hmm. the city. So um, when I was uh, like a teenager, I felt this uh, sort of, maybe pressure is a strong word, but there's... Um, an expectation. Yes, exactly. An expectation to study maybe, I don't know, uh, social sciences or law or some, you know, more a classic branch educational branch sort of and I actually started to study uh, law for a bit um, Mm. but I've always had this uh, passion for drawing ever since I was just like a little kid and I felt that before embarking on this sort of more uh, classical educational journey I wanted to give it a go and see what would happen if I really applied myself uh, uh, to follow uh, the, the passion for drawing uh, yeah. And uh, that led me to uh, study industrial design, actually, because mm. I, didn't, I didn't have any real notions of how, like... I don't think I even knew that an illustrator was an actual job that you could had, have. Yeah. But I, I knew about <laughs> industrial design, and I thought, like, okay, but... So I guess you have to at least draw the stuff that you want to design. So at some mm-hmm. stage in the process, I would get to uh, draw stuff yeah uh yeah so so I started there, and you know step by step, I got a better understanding of like what options uh there were in the creative field, and I just realized that it was illustration that I really wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, yeah,
2: like when you say you started there, like did you go down the the path of industrial design, like taking classes and yeah, doing the assignments. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. nice, definitely. That, that makes a lot of sense with you with some of your pieces. Yeah, maybe like you, you can draw almost anything. By the way, like going through your work, I'm like, wow, this dude can give him something. He'll draw it, like, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense with your your uh, your background.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it does. And I also I see now uh, in my work that I have this. I think I have a fa- fascination for uh, three dimensionality, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess that stems from from uh, from back then. Yeah, but I, I did an in, cool. I, I did an internship with an industrial designer, and he was he wasn't very pleased with me because he was like, <laughs> you know, I, I can see that you really you're really into like drawing lamps, yeah. but you don't seem interested in actually like designing a lamp and the process of making a product you're only yeah. interested in, in in drawing it and one <laughs> you know one, when you finished your drawing then you just drop it so yeah, yeah.
2: was it one of those situations where you were kicked out and you were holding like tubes of drawings <laughs> and papers and just standing there walking down the street all sad yeah <laughs>
0: exactly yeah, <basically. laughs> i think it's so funny too how i mean cuz obviously i'm not a creative but i have a very similar story where I was kind of just like when I first went into university I only really I was like okay I could be a doctor or a lawyer and that's about it and like that was all that really like I understood was a viable career path and I don't think I I think it's interesting how when you like finally arrive and you show up you're like oh there's actually all these other options that like interest me way more um and I wish that we got a lot more exposure to that at a younger age because like I didn't like I didn't know what communications was and like marketing until my best friend in college who was a year above me was like applying to the communication school. And she was like, Oh yeah, like I want to do marketing. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, so it's funny that you guys go down a similar path. Like oftentimes when I ask this question during the podcast, it's a similar thing of like, yeah, like I just knew that advertising existed. So like I tried that for a bit or like industrial design, like you just kind of find, find it slowly, but surely, but it's it's a cool journey for sure.
2: Yeah. I was deep into my my um schooling as a graphic designer and I was like, I still don't know what these guys do. Yeah. I was going to school for it. I was a couple of years in. It's like I, I think we make logos. Yeah. Um, but I d I don't know. And if like, we'll see so what happens. Silly.
0: Like obviously there has to be someone out there doing illustration. Like once you once you put the two together, you're like, Oh yeah, obviously that's a job and like that's something I can do. But I mean when you're in it, you're like like somebody's drawing pictures for a living like that's so cool
2: exactly it's because our teachers aren't good at it (laughs) so they didn't know how to tell us it's like hey i I got a few jobs in my career but that's kind of why i'm here i don't know why i'm whispering like they're not going to hear me i
0: know it's like they're sitting in the room with you and you're like i don't want you to hear me (laughs) say this but
1: maybe they'll tune into this podcast
0: yeah (laughs) and then you'll offend them
2: Sorry, Art Institute teachers for my school that doesn't exist anymore. All right.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And then, you know, kind of as part of like your creative journey, like Dave said, you know, you can draw basically anything and you do have a pretty distinct style that we're going to talk about, obviously a lot more. But I wanted to ask like off the bat, like who are some of your inspirations and like how did you develop the style that you did? Like was was it a conscious choice? Like, did you just kind of start drawing the way you did and like stuck with it?
1: I think it's a little bit of both uh, because when I started out uh, as a freelance and during my school years, I was really just experimenting with uh, a lot of different techniques, like trying my hand at everything I could come by, like brush mm-hmm. and ink or cro- crosshatched pencil drawings or cutouts or whatever technique. Um, and uh, it was the same when I started to freelance, too. Uh, so, my, like, if you'd look at my portfolio from 10 years ago, it would be just a melange of a thousand different directions. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought it was great fun. I really enjoyed, like, tr- trying my hand at... Uh, I, I got a commission for something, and I thought, like, wow, this technique would be a good fit for this project. And that was a lot of fun, but uh, in the end... Clients would come to me and just show me a reference of someone else's work and say, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do something like that. And, um, I started to feel like a sort of a chameleon that, uh, always, yeah, (laughs) I, that I didn't, I didn't get, um, any space to, to really, uh, figure out what, uh, my own style would look like. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um. You know, obviously, the work that I did wouldn't be as good as someone, if I got a reference from an artist, and the client wanted me to do something similar, that artist, that would be his or her signature style, and they would have worked like, you know, 10 years just developing that style, so whatever I did wouldn't Mm. be as good. Yeah. Uh, It would be okay, you know, but... So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that. That was like five years ago. I I, I realized that I have to, uh, you know, uh, become a specialist sort of mm-hmm. instead of a generalist. Pick a lane.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, but but I think it was very useful to have that experience doing uh, a lot of different uh, stuff because I could sort of pick the what do you call it? what do you say pick the raisins out of the cake.
2: Sure. Sure. Or,
1: <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, uh, or ch- cherry pick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because I would know like what, what, what parts of these different techniques did I enjoy and what did, what seemed to work good with clients and what was, mm-hmm. uh, what made for, an, for a good workflow for me, like, yeah. uh, what would facilitate the process. So I started to sort of just, yeah, cherry pick the, the stuff that I enjoy doing. And, uh, Sort of built the style from there, and I mean that style has, of course, also been evolving. But at yeah. least it's been sort of a a general direction that I've yeah. been working in. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would say like a very specific one. I uh, your style is overwhelmingly yours. You know, you you have produced a lot of pieces. I always get brushed up on before the podcast, obviously. I was just scrolling. I was like, does this, does it end? Does it ever, like this guy just makes so many pieces. Um, And as I was going through it, I I was noticing, I was like, man, beyond the composition and the form and the subject, this dude is packing a ton in, in the way of shadows and light. Like there's so much detail work in your rendering. And uh, I don't ask every artist this. Um, I think I would it's to me it's like the nerdy part of drawing is my favorite conversation how how um artists build pieces but like how do you build a piece like what do you work in primarily like uh in terms of programs or do you jump back and forth and yeah how do you build one of your pieces
1: uh i i love discussing the nerdy parts of drawing too (laughs) i knew you would (laughs) (laughs) but uh actually i i work uh almost, uh, exclusively in Adobe Illustrator.
2: I knew you'd say that. And, and <laughs> I, that has got to be insane with your textures, but keep going.
1: Yes, it, it is. My, my computer, uh, is, I don't think my computer likes my, uh, <laughs> your illustration work. My, no, <laughs> uh, but actually I, I wasn't like an illustrator kind of guy, the program illustrator that is, um, I was much more uh, familiar with Photoshop in the beginning. But then I started to work a lot with a friend who who he, is very entrepreneurial. And he started a production company for animated uh, infomercials and commercials. And I started to work a lot with, uh, with them. And since they uh, were into animation, they asked me if I could uh, do the artwork in Vector. Because that, that's much easier to you know, import into uh, After Effects and stuff like that. Uh, So after a while I felt like I've become pretty fluent in Illustrator, but at the same time I really didn't want to let go of that, you know, gritty, handmade feel. Um, And I really enjoyed, when I was in art school, to uh, uh, do screen printing and, you know, that. Traditional graphic techniques, so I wanted to to find a way to sort of get that into uh, vector artwork. Yeah, so I've been just I- e- experimenting with ways of doing that in Illustrator, um, getting that grungy feel because I I want to keep my artwork. I want to stick to a, a certain color palette, and so I, I I need I've been needing to like come up with solutions to. Use grungy textures and uh, grain and stuff, but still keeping the, the the color palette limited.
2: Yeah, this this is as uh, going through your work. Like people would look at your work and my work and maybe say, "Oh, these guys are, are different types of artists," but I actually find a lot of connection points in your work and my work mainly that we're mad scientists and tinkering <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like late at night, just trying stuff and finding tools online and be like, Oh, that's going to, because this, this style that you have, I know for a fact, because I kind of researched it myself. Like I really liked noisy shadows, mm-hmm. but I was, I was too far behind. like, there's a lot of people who are doing this better than, than so I'm going to let it go. But noisy shadows in illustrator five years ago, like not, not, Easy to do. And there weren't like a lot of brushes and it was difficult. I bet when you select your entire piece, it just lights up just like so many paths. It's probably insane. <laughs> like if you're using bright green as your path color, it probably just makes the whole room green. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I was like, I, there's no way he's working in Illustrator like a hundred percent. This is crazy. Just so you know, Andre, it'd be like, Gosh, it's so hard to describe if, if like somebody doesn't yeah. use the program, but it 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 for your uh, stuff style is not the preferred and practical application. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the fact that you have it figured out, though, bravo, man! That makes you a wizard.
1: <laughs> Thank you. But also, I really feel that that you know, Illustrator sometimes is really working against me. Like oh my I, I want to do it this way. An illustrator is like, no, just do it like a sane person would. I'm <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not going to do it like a sane person. I'm going to do it my way. And then, like, the whole program crashes. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but that'm such a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I figured out some ways to um, um, use less, uh, uh, you know, uh, path, paths, pathways, vector points, mm-hmm. and like uh, use the buildi- built-in Uh, raster effects that illustrator has oh yeah
2: i've never done that i I just always see that and i'm like i don't know what that
1: is
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that even works i've always thought it was a freaking troll like why would i do that i'm i'm in i'm in illustrator using vector like those won't work but i guess they do
1: yeah yeah but all this all the same it's uh, it's still like a bit contra intuitive uh to make it yeah. look the way I want want it to look. <laughs> and do you
2: add all those detail like your shadows and lighting? Does that come last? Do you like draw all your shapes and then render it out?
1: I, yeah, I should. I should <laughs> do it like that. Uh, you don't it do it be, that, okay? No, yeah. I mean, it would be so much better. I think to just sort of uh, build the main structure sort of of the image first with a like just block out all the basic shapes and then yeah. go in and uh, use textures and shades. But usually I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like starting out sort of in the middle or, you know, the focal point of the illustration and just... Just I, I I need to see that it will work out with the colors I've chosen and everything. So you I get just, too excited. Yeah, I get too excited, and I do like the that that part first, and then I just start adding in the rest. Uh, That's fair as I go along. Yeah,
2: I, I can relate with that. There's definitely parts where I'm like, I need to save that last. Like Dave, you got a lot of stuff to draw. Stop working on the guy's watch. <laughs> like I'm like zoomed in. Like with little tiny fonts, putting like names next to the number, you get too excited and you start to get carried away. But that 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 makes sense, though. You you will kind of build an entire part, render it out, and then go out from there. Yeah, render I, those parts out and then connect it all at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I but I do at least sketch beforehand, just pen on paper. Nice. Uh, yeah, to make sure I have like a, a layout that will work. And also, I, I tend to prefer like human humans characters, like mm. the organic shapes. I need to do that uh, by hand, pen on paper, to get the right feeling, I guess. The right swoosh, swooshiness. Hard. Yeah. So.
2: The- I don't draw them. It's, uh, <laughs> so smart. many of you guys draw, draw people and kind uh, of feel blessed, and that I'm like, I made a decision. Long ago, not to walk in anyone's shadow. Now, um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, people are too hard. I'm just, you guys draw a, people, yeah. I draw machines.
1: Yeah, that's that's way better. <laughs> I think it's a smart choice. <laughs> you
2: get less drops, but beer. I get so stressed out. It'll be late at night and I'm just like trying to draw a hand. And I'm like, sucks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine, Dave. I love, I love, I love, the, I love like, the like shared the mad scientist that vibe that you two have. It's it's very, very fun thoughtful. to to watch. Um, just both of you being like, no, 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 I should do that, but I don't, and I'm not going yeah. to. <laughs>
1: yeah, but hands are. I think hands are super interesting because even like, you know, Disney. Uh, like, uh, yeah, but. Five fingers. That's just too much. We'll do <laughs> it, four. It is too many. It's too many, and there's too many joints. So we'll just we yeah. take w- away one finger and one joint on the remaining fingers, and we'll stick to that.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll even do that if I'm drawing somewhat realistically. Yeah, once once the hand bends, it is so stupid. It's just like it one, two four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. I'm not gonna draw that many points of articulation. And then it's small, but yet I still try to do it. Yeah, the four fingers and one removed joint, 100%. That's why I went to Mickey gloves, honestly. I just do Mickey Mouse gloves for everything. It's like, they're like little hands that come in. I don't even attach a body to them. They just do stuff in my hands.
1: Yeah, but that's awesome. I like, I like that approach. And I've also found that like, sometimes I'm like, no, but seriously, I can't cheat on this one. I'm gonna do like a proper <laughs> hand. But it always just ends up looking like some witch's claw or something because there's just <laughs> t- 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 you know too, many, too much happening.
0: Some people yeah. have hands like that. I think I'm a person in real life that has the witch's claw hand. People always make fun of my hands.
2: Do you have huge hands? They
0: are big, yeah. And my fingers are long. So people are always like, yeah.
2: weird. Yeah, you have, yeah, those those are, you have great hands. You should play guitar.
0: Yeah, I get guitar and piano a lot, but I am so un, like horribly uncoordinated that I don't think I could, I could do that.
2: So. You fall down just walking.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm. yeah.
2: <laughs> and I used yeah. to
0: dance. So people just really think that I should be better at it than I am. But I'm,
2: I've heard that yeah. a lot of people say that about yeah. you. Thank you. People that I don't even know are just like, Andrea should be better at dancing. I'm like, I know. <laughs>
0: No, it's like people are, you know, they, yeah, you guys never see me from the head down, but you all know. Awesome. So I just, I wanted to ask you a question because something that I have not noticed, but I obviously like, I'm also a little bit more on the client side with you all. And I wanted to talk about your work with Ginger because it's it's some of my favorite. Um, I know you've done a lot of work with them and it's really, really great every single time. And, you know, I've had conversations with Butler as well, where he's been like, yeah, Gustav is basically like our everything. Um, so for the listeners who don't know, Gustav has done a ton of work with Ginger, which is a mental health care company. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask, like, you know, how did this relationship between you and Ginger develop and how did you take a client that like could have easily been, you know, a singular transaction and turn it into such like a ongoing relationship?
1: That's a really good question. I, you know, sometimes it's just, I think it just happens with clients when you're sort of on the same page from the start and Mm -hmm. you, um, you sort of just help each other uh, forward
0: Mm -hmm.
1: on a, I don't know, a creative journey or something uh, when it just sort of clicks um, and I think that was the case with Ginger because I really loved the brief. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted sort of s- simple uh, metaphors, like objects uh, with some tweak to them, to create mm-hmm. a vi- vis- visual metaphor for a subject. And they just wanted it to be on a clean background. And I really, it really got me going to. Uh, because I, I I really love that part of the job, too, to sort of come up with, uh, I don't know, clever ideas or necessarily not clever even, but just something,
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: taking something and adding something or, you know, mixing yeah. two concepts and, you know, getting something from that. Uh, I really love that. And Butler seemed to... Uh, really enjoy uh, the ideas I had for that. And he also helped me get further uh, with the artwork by, you know, adding in uh, his thoughts on what would work yeah. uh, for them. So it was great fun. I really, really enjoyed uh, doing those.
0: Uh, yeah. Now, Butler was actually on the podcast, so it's fun. to, kind of a have shout out of to that talking. guy. Yeah. Love Butler. Butler Luzi. He's awesome. Uh, we had a good
2: time talking to that guy.
0: Yeah. We should bring him back. Yeah, we should. Um, But yeah, and I also obviously I can probably predict what your answer is going to be to this. But how does it feel to play like such a big part in building like their visual identity and their look and having you know because like you go on their website and you see your work kind of like all over the place, um, which I can imagine can be pretty exciting.
1: Definitely, (laughs) it is. I mean, it's it's such a good feeling when you uh, create something that. Um, the client really appreciates and that hits the mark mm-hmm. uh, it's uh it's not just i mean sometimes i might enjoy drawing specific stuff or be very content with something that i've made but the whole point of being an illustrator i guess is to uh, yeah to find that sort of um where yeah. you where you feel satisfied yourself with your work, but they need yeah. to cater to the client's needs first Yeah, it and has foremost. to resonate exactly. So when when that happens and you yourself have a really good time uh, doing the artwork as well, that's uh, that's just the uh, you know uh, that's the best scenario.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm so sure butler's It's super, butler's super
1: exciting to see that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Butler's not listening to this, but in case he is. Truly a dream client relationship. Love Butler. And I absolutely love his work with you as well. I think you guys have crushed it every time. (laughs)
1: Thanks.
2: That's great. When uh, you can get a return client who gives you briefs that you like, it's the worst one. They don't realize uh, you don't like doing what they, but they still hit you up. You're like, don't you feel this? Do you feel what I feel? This isn't working, but you know, it's, it's money um yeah uh i i'm just real. yeah when we we interviewed butler like and i was going to the website Yeah, hey, you're you did all that stuff man i'm just re- recalling the site in my mind now like you've done a full rant for those guys basically it's cool
1: yeah i i didn't like what we were working I, I was just taking it you know one image at a time sort of but it ended up being a uh uh, a, a whole bunch of them so that's just but i didn't think much about that while i was working i was just uh very excited to uh get to do you know even more imagery
2: mm-hmm. well they gave all the work to steve so he's going to be doing it now so
1: i guess it's over yeah well, over. Over. <laughs> yeah. well do
2: we have a steve on happens. the roster
0: we do we not don't have a steve no we do not i
2: don't think <laughs> steve just a guy who's not around anymore <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, uh, so I didn't expect this podcast to be so much about drawing, but I'm, I'm glad that it is like, it's, it's kind of an illustration podcast.
0: (laughs) Um, weird how that uh, happens.
2: Yeah. Uh, just kind of continuing on this, this note of, uh, having joy in, in, which I think comes through in your work. Like there's a lot of common threads that I was finding, you know, as I was going through your pieces would say that your style is very, um, you're very good at sticking to it. It's very distinct. Uh, I th- I think you're hilarious, like the, the the hands trying to straighten the picture, and then it just keeps get, uh, going crooked, and then eventually <laughs> oh, yeah. falls. Or the guy with the tie that's trying to press his tie down, but it keeps going back up your sense of humor kind of makes it or the brain piano kind of makes it through (laughs) all of your pieces there's a lot of really solid common threads but I couldn't help but just get this, it's it's kind of a I wish I had a deeper thought, but I was like, this guy just really enjoys illustrating. Like, there's some joy in this work. And And it hit me on the uh, piece. Drew hates it when I talk about the artist pieces, by the way, because listeners can't see them. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Sorry, Drew. Yeah, good. No sound on speaker. Love you. I have a really good sarcastic voice. When I used to work around people, I would just say hi to people sarcastically. Like, oh hi! Like what? Like I'm saying hi. Um, uh, so I'm just kidding, Drew. Uh, there was a microscope, and there was a shine mark on it that was just bright white. And I was like, "Gosh damn that!" He enjoyed making that freaking shine mark. This guy really enjoys like all these aspects of illustration. So, if you could narrow it down, what is it about drawing or illustrating? Because um, I don't want to say drawing, because we're definitely not talking sketching on paper. I know you prefer to be in a computer, so do I. What is it about illustrating that that thrills you?
1: That's really... I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's,
2: it's... You don't this. know now, but the next time it happens, you'll be like, oh, crap, it's this.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, but it's a super interesting question. And I mean, I'm really pleased to hear that you think I'm um, sort of style consistent, because... Yeah. As I mentioned before, that has been, like, a very... um, uh, I've really tried my best to develop this style, and I always feel like I'm not sticking to it, (laughs) that I'm constantly uh, trying different approaches that would sort of ruin, uh, you know, this... uh, that my portfolio would once more become this haphazard uh, mixture. Uh, But I'm very pleased to hear that it's not. Yeah, so that's that's nice to hear. But um, it's it's difficult, I think, to pinpoint what main aspect uh, it is that makes it fun. It just it just is fun, uh, <laughs> and I, yeah. I I think maybe it's maybe it is due to uh, having developed this style. And within that framework, uh, being able to uh, work pretty freely, you know, in, in, a, in easily getting into a sense of flow, mm-hmm. because I guess I have, I've, I've become fluent enough with yeah. these tools that I prefer. Uh, to be able to just forget about what I'm doing and just do it, you know, um, and that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it maybe. It, I, <laughs> is it understandable at all?
2: No, totally. It, it's one of those things that that it's it's it seems obvious, and so you might not. Think think that it's a thing or, or uh, choose to talk about it with your other illustration buddies, but being able to get into the flow state and th- that's the key. Like it, I don't have that yet. Maybe if we can put some contrast here, like it, it takes me a little while to come around to a piece. There's a lot of the process that I hate. I always like coloring, but that comes last so the fact that like getting into a flow for you is kind of like stepping out of the car and just going onto the path toward the ocean. Like that is that that's a huge thing. And, and I think a lot of us might not realize that's what we're working toward. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Like it, it makes all of your work make sense. Like why you're so prolific, why everything's consistent, why there's this thread of joy uh, you just seem to kind of like you know I'm not going to say you're the Jimi Hendrix of drawn because that's too much pressure
1: it is but, definitely
2: but he, he said the same thing about playing the guitar right like he just doesn't think about it it just, it just flows right mm-hmm. um, he's not dead by the way isn't that crazy <laughs> No, yes, is. That, is, that is crazy. <laughs> one of my favorite things was convincing my friends when they were teenagers that certain rock stars weren't dead. And, and my buddy actually got me this one time. He walked in after uh, getting some groceries. Um, it wasn't groceries, but my sons might listen to this someday. And he was like, John Lennon's not dead. And I was like, what? Seriously? He's like, I got you. Just because of the circumstance, he convinced me. Anyway, was, yeah, I, I like that answer. I think that that is a solid answer. I think so, too.
0: And I kind of wanted to ask you again about something that I know brings you a lot of joy, but is maybe a little bit more personal. Um, I know something that's very, very important to you is your family. Um, I've met a couple of them over FaceTime. They're lovely. (laughs) Um, But has there been anything in particular that has helped you find a balance between being a full-time freelancer and a full-time family man? And like, what advice would you give somebody looking to do the same thing?
1: Uh, <laughs> that it is diff- that is a difficult balance, I think. Yeah, um,
0: and I feel like you're really good about actively working on it, which is something that like I think is really cool because a lot of people don't have that. You know,
2: you're trying to say I don't have that. Is no. that what you are getting at,
1: Andre? I wasn't
0: looking at you, Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, but I think part of the answer, I guess, is that. Feeling of flow because mm-hmm. I uh, I don't work uh, super long days but I think the hours that I do work when I, I'm on a when I work on a commission are pretty uh, intense I really you know I really use those mm-hmm. hours to produce uh, illustration yeah um, so I I think. Uh, before I had a family, I was much uh less effective mm-hmm. so i it would i would procrastinate a lot more or i would you know just take a nap on the <laughs> office sofa and you know uh, <laughs> yes yes we i do have an office sofa here too but um,
2: it's necessary
1: yes it is necessary but <laughs> but i think it 's been um it's been pretty good, actually, to to sort of be a family man for the effectiveness that I just, mm. I don't have much time to waste on stuff that uh, isn't relevant.
0: Yeah, you have to and be I, more intentional with your time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also, there, there obviously are pros and cons. Uh, sometimes I maybe would need uh, some extra time just to you know, doodle around, um, mm. but I think it's also a sort of a, a failsafe for not putting, not spending too much time on uh, in the wrong place. Yeah, if you get what I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, because I, to keep you I focused. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because sometimes when you have too much time on your hands, you just the work doesn't become better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, we're the opposite in this regard. I've been trying to find the Holy Grail that you have in your hand. <laughs> I, I too have a family, but I I just do not. Uh, uh, simply put, I just do not respect time. No respect for time, and yeah. it's it's really I I just envy you so much. <laughs>
0: Well, and I do think that some of it, like, it is a very, like, not personal, but, like, everybody's really different in that regard. And I do think that, like, to a certain point, like, you can put as much structure as you want in your life. But, like, some people just really, like, yeah, time is not their thing. Maybe, yeah.
2: It needs to be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah but it's hard I don't know I feel like if you're not that because my roommate uh Kelsey she's the she reminds me a lot of you Dave in that regard where like she will just get lost in something and like won't come up for air and like doesn't time like doesn't doesn't pass for her when she's doing that like she doesn't realize that's happening to her whereas like I feel like I'm a lot more like Gustav and maybe it's like my upbringing or whatever but like I'm very conscious of like yeah I've been spending this much time on a task and like I I have this thing happening at five and You know, if it's like 4.30, I can't start something new because I know I have to be done by five, so. Oh,
2: yeah, see, to me, a half an hour is four hours. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, five, it's 4.30, that's an eternity.
0: No, I'm the person that's like, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I have to be somewhere at five, so I need to leave by 4.30, so I need to start getting ready at 4.15, so I need to be done with what I'm doing by 4.10 so that I can go downstairs, like, where every minute in my head is mapped out, which I think is also a problem, but... (laughs) (laughs) Nope, it's a it's complete a difference in personality, I think. And like it's not I mean, you can obviously get better at it, but I don't think it's something that like like I could never be you and you could never be me, Dave. Yeah,
2: that's I need to stop trying. I'm I'm taking dance classes, <laughs> getting my fingers extended.
0: Yeah, um, which has been
2: very painful.
0: I'm trying to be like growing your hair out long and brown. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. You gotta stop trying to grow the beard.
0: I haven't been going well. <laughs>
2: No, it's always interesting when we talk to artists who are good managers of time. It it is not a um, common thing.
1: Mm -mm. I I don't think I would be, though, if I was sort of left to my own devices. I would, I think I would just. You love your family. Yeah. 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 Well, and everybody needs accountability. Sorry?
0: I said everybody needs accountability. Like you need, you know, you got to have your reason for doing it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm telling exactly. you, it's possible to love your family and, um, and feel accountable and still completely ignore them for a long period of time.
0: Totally. I do the same. My mom always tells it me. Cause when I'm out of sight, I just forget. I'm like, Oh, I haven't called you in a, a week. And she's like, Andrea, your mom, I know she's so sweet. <laughs> she's, Oh my
2: God. Uh, Anyways, it's just like, I mean, Gustav, I don't know how often you mention your mom to your friends. Just like, oh, my mom.
0: Ah, my mom you and our besties, you guys. Well, I yeah. know. It, I mean, it happens. Gustav's <laughs> yeah. like, I do mention my mom. Yes, Thank you, I Dave.
1: do. I do. I just, for the record. <laughs>
0: for the record. Okay. Mom, if you're listening, I love yes. you and I'll call yes. you soon.
2: That's I love girl. my mom more than you guys love your mom. It's just well, I'm twice your age, and so you just bring your mom up less and less the older you get. That's so, so I always upsetting. Think it's funny where you're like, "Oh, my mom!" I'm like oh, I remember those days.
0: <laughs> I remember thinking about my mom all the time. Yeah, I love uh, that woman. Anyways, enough about moms. Let's get to the hardest question of the whole podcast. I always make that joke, and I always think it's funny, and nobody ever does. Uh,
2: what, what joke?
0: Like I have the hardest question for you of the whole podcast here. Oh. And, then, and then I always ask, This since for you, Gustav, let the people know where they can see more of you in your work. Where can the people find you?
1: Yes, it would be either on my portfolio website.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which uh, is? Which is www.goh.nu.
2: Love it. That's an awesome
1: URL. It's so good. Yeah, it makes more sense in Swedish, but... and either that or my instagram which is more like uh, updated a bit more often than the portfolio side Mm -hmm. uh, which is g o h underscore yes illustration
0: love it well thank you so much gustav for joining us this is so fun
1: thank you too it was awesome being on board on this
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.